Fatality. everybody welcome to fatality mortal kombat podcast i am your host the with the fluffy fluffy most mr big johnny d and allow me to introduce my illustrious co-host that saucy aussie that dkb mr brody kano kane howdy howdy motherfuckers hell yeah welcome to officially officially round six and i know we do this every episode but last episode we dubbed it as a bonus episode um because well we just had to throw it in there if you didn't catch it it was a review of mk 2021 brody myself and we were joined by the amazing mr Corey kaufman go check that out you can find all the live episodes on youtube and our facebook page and audio will be coming out couple weeks uh, after the fact. So without further ado, I say we get right into our uh, slice and dice, buddy. How you been? I've been, I've been pretty well, mate. Yeah. Bloody oath. Um, not much happening down this way. Um, oh, actually, sorry. Yeah. No, I ordered some, uh, or pre-ordered some tasty Blu-rays coming out uh, in June. And, oh yeah. Uh, yeah. There's this really underrated uh, company down this way called Imprint Films. And um, and that, oh, a TJ Bowser, well, he he actually got me onto it. Oh, I didn't even know they fucking existed down here. And then he he was like, "You dude, you got to check these uh, this uh, company out." So yeah, uh, I, I got this film called Haunted from 1996. I've always wanted to watch it, and it was a really hard find. Um, I don't know if you've seen it. Have, have you heard of this film, The Haunted? Uh, just yeah, just Haunted. From oh, just Haunted. Yeah. Uh, I you know I I feel like I know one called The Haunted, but I can't say if I know one from Haunted. But w- what's it about, bud? I mean, classic yeah, haunted house, but <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I think it's um it's it's more of a bloody uh gothic gothic uh supernatural fucking um horror film um i remember seeing yeah i don't really know too much about it i'm sort of going in blindfolded but i remember that i've always wanted to actually like what yeah, wanted to watch this I, I remember seeing it on the vhs shelves back in the day and never really sussed it out but um and the other one i did was uh the other one i bought sorry was from cronenberg himself the dead zone from uh, 1983 so i'm really excited to uh fucking watch those when they eventually come out um then nice. other than that yeah just uh had a couple of brewskis yesterday a few beers and uh uh I, I do this real weird thing where i um i've been watching like mortal Kombat reviews on youtube like people's reactions to the film you and- too huh <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I don't know there's something about it when they like say for instance there's a scene that i really like and then they love it i'm like hmm makes me feel warm inside it's fucking i don't know if that's from a director's point of view type thing but yeah it's um hey but other than that mate not too much what about yourself how you been uh i have been fantastic buddy thank you for asking um let's see we well both of us actually we uh we did gore more on monday and uh it definitely was less of a shit show this week thank you so we didn't fuck with mary lou uh <laughs> so go check that shit out and <laughs> Oh, you know what? Side note, our boss man's blowing up the chat right now. And I was going to ask about that Haunted if it had a cover. I'm hoping he's talking about this right here. He says it's got the most rad cover. Because you mentioned the VHS thing. And that was always my, like, when I go with VHS to, like, when I'm thinking about it, it's VHS is grab you in, dude. It's all the cover art. You know what I mean? Cover art and, like, three, six stills, maybe four. And you, dude, like that's what fucking sold you, dude. Like, so there were so many movies that were way more badass versus like what they were selling versus the actual movie, and it's. <laughs> but that's a whole Absolutely. different discussion for this podcast. Um, let's see. Other than that, I've actually been playing the game we're going to discuss this today all week with the wife in uh, co-op, which was very nice. 
And I don't know if I mentioned it last episode because I don't know if I had it, but I because we've been playing, I got myself two wireless. I got another wireless controller and I got a fucking HDMI upgrade for the PS2. So it doesn't like super upscale it, but it upscales it enough to where the lines aren't as like digitized. They're not as fuzzy. Um, Yep. So if I actually put my glasses on, it's looking pretty fucking sexy. And, uh, (laughs) but so no, that's been great. And um, other than that, I got my second shot of 5g last night and surprisingly I'm feeling decent knock on wood. And other than that, man, just relaxing, celebrated my uh, niece's 12th birthday today. So happy birthday, Natalie. I'll throw that on out there. Um, correct, TJ. The blocks aren't blurred to fuck. And you can actually read. That was the biggest upgrade, which honestly, like personally, I love is it makes all the typing nice and clean, which yep. for me, that just like irks me when it's just like off key and fuzzy you're just like what the fuck am i like it makes it just so much harder to read so on that man i've been yeah i watched 2021 again last night with the wife i didn't even put it on dude she put it on and i was like wow Yes. I'm not going to say no. So I played fucking <laughs> MK11 on the Switch while watching fucking oh. MK20. Yeah, oh, dude. Jennifer, you really twisted my arm to watch this film. Fuck off. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. And that's what it is. Dude, like you literally put on that and I just, I can hear the beginning scene and I'm just like, like if this was the doorway, I'm just... Hey. <laughs> <laughs> it's like smoke coming up behind the tray. Yeah, exactly, dude. I'm just like, hey, what's going on over here? Uh, what's going on, hey. Mr. Pete Ward? How you doing, buddy? How the fuck uh, are you, mate? That dude is good shit. I'll let me tell you that. But I think without further ado, and no, we're not going to do that, Joe. That'll be for after the episode, buddy. <laughs> That's Patreon content right there. Uh, <laughs> Absolutely. So I think uh, I think we should talk about. What, what we're here to talk about today, buddy. And what is that? Fucking eight. That would be Mortal Kombat Shell and Monks from uh, 2005. Yeah. Fantastic mm-hmm. game. So, developers, uh, Midway Studios LA and Midway Games. Uh, publisher, Midway Games. Director, Ed Boone. Good to see the old Boone dog back. Mm-hmm. Uh, producers Ed Boone, Sean Himmerick, and Barclay Smith. Designers Adam Paul, John Edwards, Luke Whiteside, or Whitsid, however you want to fucking pronounce yeah, it's a, it. Sounds about right. Uh, artists Steve Baran, Tony Gosky, Mark Lappin. Our writers are James Kruger, John Vogel, John Greenberg, and composers Chase Ashbaker. Richard Carl Carl and uh, Brian Chard, Vincent Pontarelli. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Yes. So, alrighty. In this, oh, in this ahead, story, oh, cool. In this story, in the Mortal Kombat universe, we join our heroes at the end of the first tournament, where all-out battle has ensued in an attempt to take out the Earthrealm fighters. Shang Tsung, having been defeated, summons a portal as the island begins to shake, which allows his minions and himself to escape. You fucking dog prick. (laughs) As the island begins to fall apart, Raiden tells everyone to vacate the island. However, in trying to, Liu Kang and Kung Lao get separated from the rest of their party. From there, you go on a multitude of quests, such as escaping Goro's lair, to saving the Wuxi Academy, even visiting the Living Forest. Fuck yes. Yeah. And all leading up to the Im- impromptu? Yeah, in- impromptu. impromptu. Yeah, Outworld Tournament again against Shao Kahn. And all the while discovering all the events and location characters and hidden secrets of the amazing world of Mortal Kombat 2. Yeah. So... This was just a fantastic goddamn game. And right now, we are going to sit back together and enjoy this little snippet of a trailer here. 
Now I will not. Again, the fate of our world is at hand. But this time, there will be no tournament. This time, you must take the fight out of the arena and defeat these enemies in their realm. Journey far beyond the walls of the arena into a legendary world of action and adventure. Mortal Kombat Shaolin Monks, rated M for Mature. Yeah, buddy. Fuck yeah! That dude's voice could sell me anything. Ooh, Can I sexy. say that? It, it, it really fuck is, dude. Uh, and God damn it, man. That that trailer is just enough to where it wets the whistle where you're like, ooh, I gotta check this shit out. Ooh. <laughs> and um, uh, it is... This is a fantastic game, man. Absolutely. I mean, before we dive into anything, I feel like so if you listen to our last spinoff episode where we talked about mythologies and ugh, special forces, uh, Brody and I were definitely not the biggest of fans of either one. Not saying like, okay, go listen to the episode. We didn't hate on mythologies, but we definitely pooed on. There's a lot of mechanics that just don't hold up in today's <laughs> standards. And Shaolin Monks, you could probably figure out how we felt on that one. But anyways, go back and listen to that episode. <laughs> but we're here to talk about Shaolin Monks, dude. And let me just say, I feel they it, it took them three it took them uh, three tries, but they got it right this time. Absolutely. What's your what's your hey. kind of thoughts on it, buddy? Um. Oh, sorry. Uh, yeah, Pete. No. Uh, Special Forces, mate. Yes, it is an awful guy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Uh, fucking garbage. And if you don't believe us, just go fucking look for it on YouTube for like, I don't know, 30 seconds. You'll figure out why. <laughs> oh, Terrible. Love, fucking, oh, what's TJ's got? He's got do your American voice. No, I will not. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, man. Yeah, you yeah, you yeah, are no, permanently this, this, Kano now. Yeah, that's that's right. I've I've uh, immortalized my soul as Kano. So fucking hey, dude. yeah, f- yeah, fucking dog. Uh, um, I really I really enjoyed this game. I mean, like we uh, like we've talked about before in in the previous chats. Um, you know, I was a bit skeptical uh, when I first fucking played this game because I mean, like the last two were absolute pieces of shit so but this this like the opening intro of this game is what really fucking sold me when i first turned it on i mean it was just balls to the wall straight up and then yeah um just i don't know it was fucking a lot a lot uh well the, the biggest thing for me it was awesome to actually experience like the mortal Kombat world like you could actually go around it and it wasn't all just about you know fighting on just in that in that 2d stance you know you could actually Correct. explore the levels itself so yeah i i, I fucking love this game I, I love it and yes pete my eye is healing very well and um that gnome can fuck right off so yeah <laughs> uh yeah it, like all right we we're in a full 3d world now we're in the era of ps2 so we're in a whole different generation of uh consoles which is uh, you know i feel obviously a help as well or a crutch to it once again mythologies wasn't bad special forces they flopped on but that was just a fucking train wreck of a production from the get-go this is one right here as brody mentioned as we were doing our list we had actually ed boone on this motherfucker he was not on the two previous um iterations i guess of the mk adventure game we want to say so and he always said i mean he always bastardized fucking special forces he's like i had nothing to do with that game (laughs) this one you could tell the love was there i i feel that's the easiest way to say it like yeah sure there's a lot of stuff that goes against what we've known in all the previous stories of coming through the other arcade games and i believe this was released right after deception so we still don't have armageddon yet so at least we have all the way up to that storyline so far of what we already know and there's a lot of like nods or even i guess you could say pre-tellings in the game that about uh the quote-unquote future games coming 
So who, who do we have for uh, characters in this game, buddy? So, um, well, your playable characters, we have Liu Kang and Kung Lao. And um, once you finish the game, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's once you finish the game, you can unlock Scorpion and Sub-Zero. Correct, sir. So, uh, and then in playable like versus mode, you can play as uh, Johnny Cage, Baraka, Katana, and Reptile. Which is, uh, it's awesome that they continue to have a fighting mode in, I mean, it's a Mortal Kombat game, you know what I mean? And the fact that you're going to allow two people to play it regardless, it's great. It plays nothing like any other previous MK. Like, it's definitely way fucking, it almost feels like a Smash Brothers MK, if that makes sense. Makes total like, sense to me. Yeah, it's like more like a like I like I feel like you should be able to have like four people all in the arena fucking fighting that way. It'd be crazy. Fuck yeah. Now going with what you were mentioning on uh Scorpion and Sub Zero being unlockables, they are fully playable unlockables. However, the only kind of like glitch on them, and it's not really a glitch, it's just like they're not gonna make all new cutscenes featuring Scorpion and Sub Zero. So you get the cutscenes, but like it's still voiced and everything by the monks themselves. So that's the only difference besides one other thing, but we'll get to that sweetness later. Absolutely. I, yeah. You know what I'm talking about. But. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking know. <clears throat> All right. So some new additions or uh, some added gameplay to this particular title. So this was the very first MK or not arcade. I'm sorry action game to feature two playable main characters and i'm looking at you shaolin monks because you fucking promised it first and you never delivered yeah uh as well as a full co-op experience as compared to the two previous action games so yeah you could have if, if you're playing it just by yourself you got two playthroughs already as one is Liu kang and one is yeah i mean you got four essentially right there if you went through every person so, and then obviously, you know, same with co-op, you just switch them. Yeah. But, uh, so while some form of, while some forms of fatalities were present in the, in the other games, obviously like, you know, you kill off Scorpion with the head rip and shit like that. This one actually allows you to execute them at will, essentially once your blood gauge is full. And then on top of that, there's actually a new form of fatalities in this game called multalities, which allows you to take out several enemies all at once. That's pretty fucking cool. Yeah, it's uh I mean it makes sense, especially in the addition of this kind of game. Um, and the single fatalities are great. And the best thing to mention about single single fatalities are they're ones that were actually taken from MK2 but redone in this new engine, essentially. Yes. Yes. So that was nice. Uh where are we at, buddy? We are at uh new gameplay, I think. That's right. So do you want me to take this one away, mate? Yeah, go right ahead, bud. Uh, so the new gameplay in Mortal Kombat uh, Shell and Monks is known as the multi-directional fighting engine, you know, allowing you to attack multiple enemies in a fluid motion, uh, linking ground and aerial combos. Yeah. It's – I mean, okay, so we, let's talk about the elephant in the room. This game was made because God of War was made. Yes. Um, God of War hit on PS2, and that just came with such a different fucking flavor than a lot of games that we've had prior, and I'll, there was a lot of games that mimicked it. This didn't mimic it completely, but it definitely had, to me, that kind of a vibe or feel to it, especially with being able to attack multiple enemies and just kind of the third person, like, float back a little bit, camera style. Yep. So... All right, buddy, you want to take that next one? Yep. Uh, so environmental kills are in the game, uh, aka stage fatalities, uh, and they allow you to take out enemies quickly. However, you do not gain experience from these kills, but some are used to help solve puzzles or unlock your path during your quest. Fuck yeah. And these could be anything, man. These could be spikes, uh, whether they rise up or it's something more based like, like when you're fighting in the pit. There's literally, I mean, this game starts, you're thrown into Goro's level, which, yep. I mean, okay, so side note on that, we finally get to see what the eyes are in Goro's level. Yeah. And they're fucking little Molochs, dude. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, 
I thought Moloch, I, I mean, when you're playing Deadly Alliance, you think Moloch is just kind of like a one-off, like a Goro or something like that. You know what I mean? No, there's literally like fucking hundreds of these fuckers festering down in Goro's lair. They and, come uh, from fucking nowhere. Right? And they're fucking cannibals, man. They're eating each other and shit, dude. Like, they're just fucking <laughs> all out wild, dude. It's crazy. And then... Yeah, it's uh, pretty... It, it, it's fucking awesome. <laughs> I mean, we've been waiting since 92 to know what the hell was going on in fucking Goro's lair. And now in 2005, we finally get to fucking figure it out. And then, you, you know, which takes you right to fighting in the pit and you're right in the bottom of the pit. Obviously it's not the pit that, you know, it's not the pit that we're used to with all the heads and stuff already there, but it's still the fucking goddamn pit. We still get that little taste. I even like um, the little um, Easter eggs, like in the living forest. I mean, like you throw your motherfucking enemy into the tree and then you get to see actually behind the tree, there's fucking smoke there. Yeah. Well, and this game was great with the secrets. Like it kept homage to all the prior secrets and all the game. Once again, going back to that pit level, who do you meet on top of the pit? No, other than fucking reptile reptile. And there's another part and I don't think actually anything flies across, but when you jump over and the moon's in the background, Luke yep. Kang will say, Hey, I think I saw something move by the moon. Yeah. Yeah. Just perfect little fucking nods like that, dude. Just fan favor, you know, fan service to the people, but it, it just makes it that much like more depth of a game. Absolutely. So, yeah, where are we at after that, buddy? Uh, so the inclusion of MK2 was in the game and unlocked in the contents menu after beating five missions given by Smoke. Yes. So like Brody just mentioned, you can find Smoke in the Living Forest, to which we always found him, and he will give you five random missions. You complete that. Boom. You get – it's actually a port from uh, Midway Arcade Classic 2, it's not a full arcade port because it's missing like, I don't know, three bullshit fucking thing. Like, I think one of them is maybe like hidden cursor and two other ones like it's so minuscule. It doesn't even fucking matter. Yeah. But it's not it's it's a nice addition because, yeah, you get your versus mode for shallow monks. But let's say you're co-oping with your buddy, but you're just like maybe stuck in the game or anything like that. You're like, yo, dude, let's take the fucking edge off. Let's just play some sweet classic MK2. You don't even have to get up and change your disc, motherfucker. That's great. This is well before the gate day, uh, you know, the days of digital gaming and shit like that. So the fact you're that playing we're playing it on a fucking PlayStation too, Mortal Kombat yeah. 2 on PlayStation. Perfect. Like fucking perfect, dude. I was every I feel like every night I play Shaolin Monks, the last five minutes before I actually go to bed, dude, I usually hop down into MK2 and do a couple of rounds, you know, just for the fuck of it. God damn, I love Sub-Zero in the MK2. I was going to say, who is your go-to character in MK2 it, again? It, it really is Sub-Zero, dude, and it's it's honestly, it's because the addition of the uh, ice puddle and shit. Plus, I just, I don't know, man, like, I mean, I love Scorpion. He's my boy. Cage. Yep. Cage was kind of harder to use in MK2 because they changed his force balls, like how the actual, like, your button patterns, what you had to do. Cause it was like, I think it was like a bottom counter or counterclockwise, like half circle. And I don't know. It just, it just kind of sucked to do on the D pad. Like, I mean, it's not terrible, terrible, but yeah. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, once again, dude, sub and I, I liked using reptile. I just wasn't really good with them, dude. Cause I could never remember the fucking force ball at the time. Like it was always weird. But that being said, we're going to go a little bit behind the scenes now. So originally, actually, this was going to be another solo game, and it would have actually featured Raiden as the only character. Uh, thank fuck they didn't do that. Yeah, I'm going to have to go with. Uh, yeah, thank you. It wasn't even it was Midway at the time. So thank you, Midway or Netherrealm now for not doing that. Yeah, <laughs> especially if they were going to still call it. Obviously, I feel like it, the title would have not been Shaolin Monks because if it was and then you play as Raiden, it'd be like, what the fuck is this crap? <laughs> it's just about saving Shaolin Monks. What the hell? <laughs> so uh, here's a fucking nice little tidbit. So there's actually a hidden survival mode in the game that wasn't even discovered until a year after it's already been released. Two MK Online users in uh, April 2006 actually found this and 
So this mode in itself is made up with nine challenges of essentially reoccurring bosses and enemies, which will change up in difficulty. However, it also gives you some exclusive uh, levels or arenas, if you want to call them that. So, and it's... I didn't even write down how you got to do it because it's so fucking ridiculous. Is that the one where you walk into the fucking lava and then you have to walk back out and smash a certain type of barrel? Like, yep. yeah, right. You got to find like three random fucking like obscure barrels that you punch and there was the lava part. And I think there, dude, it was, it was like a 15 step process. It's ridiculous. You can go find videos on YouTube of doing it. And it's the, my question would be is I would want to talk to the motherfuckers that found out how to do this. Yes. Cause if it wasn't midway, somebody from midway leaking a little bit of secrets of like, yo guys, you should try to do this shit. Why would you even do this crap? <laughs> That's right. Look, it it has to be by accident. Surely it's either that or you're a video game tester and you just know, you just think of the most random shit to do to try to break the game. You know, I, that's, I I don't know because just the stupid, it's literally the dumbest fucking shit and why anybody would even sit there to think to try to do that, let alone waste all the time to do that. Like, well, how much shit did they try beforehand until they figured this fucking little formula out? You know what I mean? Out of all the levels in this game for that one level to try that, like, and it's going to be more to it. Wasn't and it wasn't just in one spot of the level, right? Like they had to do something, run somewhere fucking else, and like run back. Yeah, right. It was like they'd go from like the lava to a certain room on the right hand side of another barrel, smash that barrel, then go to another fucking room where there was a barrel out of the three, like in the middle. Yet the smash. It was really yeah. It was complicated as all hell. It yeah. It would I ever do that? Fuck no, dude. I, I don't care that much, dude. I'll just enjoy the goddamn game. Thank you very much. Cause dude, the game's I, like, not that it's hard, hard, but it definitely like, yo man, the enemies are not like pushovers by any fucking mean. I feel yeah. like they got some solid health bars, dude. Co-op's obviously a little nicer. Cause you got them sweet team up attacks and all that good shit, but you know, all right. So this is the first game to actually have cabal unmasked and unscarred. And randomly rocking a southern accent. Yes, that was quite random in itself. And it, and the who's that character? He looks like he looks like um, we fucking hate him. We hate. Yes. Him. Uh, so that was a MK4 character, Kano ripoff of fucking Jarek. That Jarek, that's the one. Yes. Yeah. Piece of shit. <laughs> that's why he hasn't been back since Armageddon. <laughs> um. Yeah, it was just. We do see Cabal in uh, MK9 story mode, unscarred and unmasked and everything like that. But this was the first official appearance of it. But that Southern accent, man, that was just, uh, that was weird. Ooh, was. can we side note really quick, buddy? Yes, we can. Did you notice what Cabal was wearing in the new movie? He was wearing a bulletproof vest. Now, somebody said, and I, I, and I literally tried, I watched it fucking four times now, and I haven't seen the name, but somebody was trying to say that was Stryker's vest. Yeah, well, that's, I, that's what I th- assumed when I'd seen the vest on him. I don't well, know if it says it, but. but he, okay, so here's my issue with that. And obviously, once again, this is going to be kind of like, you can't really compare the game the games to the new movie. You know what I mean? Obviously, the new movie takes inspiration from the games, but it's its own thing. But in MK9, he was a cop. Yes. He and was Stryker, wasn't he? No, 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 no. Cabal was his own person. He was wrong, a cop man. working with Stryker. So when you first take over as Stryker, that's when Cabal gets yes. burned and shit by, was it Kintaro? Oh, my I God. I was, Pete, where are you? I know Pete. I know Pete, if he's still listening. Yeah. Like, no. Um So, yeah, that's when he gets burned in that timeline and stuff. And in MK11, it kind of like erased it i feel a little bit i'm not sure like or it, it tweaked a little bit to where he was a cop but he was still actually working black dragon at the time whereas mk9 was like he was black dragon but then he was like he quit that life to become a cop so yeah i i just was i wanted your take on that because i definitely saw it was a police vest because it definitely says police over here on his right chest so yeah but i, didn't I think know they it was strikers 
Yeah. No, I think they threw that in there just as a little bit of a reference to maybe both games, you know, just like we'll play it in that sense. Like he could be striker, he might not be. I don't know. It kind of felt like a bit of a homage to both to me when I saw I mean, if, if they take if they don't even introduce striker and that's how they introduce him as he's already a character taken out, does that mean striker technically had the mark and then cabal killed him to get his arcana? Well, that, you know what I mean? that like, could possibly be. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I'd like to Just know. Yeah, I'd like to know a bit more about cabal in that film. I, I fucking love cabal in 2021's MK. Oh yeah, dude. Like he was great. And you could have probably taken out Rieko and just gave us more Cabal, maybe a little bit more uh, Molina, either. even that. I don't know. You know what? And I, I was mistaken. Rieko does say one fucking sentence. And what I was, I, I honestly thought he didn't, but it was when Kung Lao was getting his soul sucked and Luke Hang was running from Cabal and Rieko goes, like, or he says, like, like come here or like, you're not. He says something when he's trying to grab him, and I was like, "Oh, they did give him a line." Okay, <laughs> who cares? Right? Like, it's not just screaming and bug eyes, dude. Okay, oh. they gave him a fucking line. But all right, let's go back to Shallot Monks here. <laughs> so, the beloved nineteen ninety. Uh, speaking of movies, here we go. The beloved nineteen ninety five movie Mortal Kombat was referenced in a fight against Scorpion, where he actually attacks Liu Kang and Kung Lao from behind which is obviously a great callback to the Scorpion versus Johnny Cage fight to where Scorpion appears behind him and says, welcome. And then literally fucking duffs him. Yeah, <laughs> fuck yeah. That's awesome. And, yeah. And shout out to uh, fellow project louder, Mr. Mick strong for making that sweet, sweet, sweet fucking set. Production was design like, on that looked fucking the bomb. Oh, uh, it was the best. Did it make sense that film? It really is, dude. Like, it has the best score part of it. It's got one of the best fights, which was a recast fight, which was fucking insane. Like, the I mean, and thank you, Robin Shaw, because Robin Shaw is the one who actually uh, choreographed that fight. So fuck yeah, yeah, dude. So, when we get to that fucking episode of doing oh. MK ninety five, that is gonna be a juicy motherfucking episode, dude. Let me just say it's gonna be tasty. Yeah. And uh for our listeners, we actually Brody and I were discussing because you know we're we're getting closer to the end here, even though we don't like to admit it. So we are we're trying to figure out how to wrap this bad boy up appropriately. It's gonna be still a few more episodes out, but just let us know. We're, we got the gears grinding a little bit on that. So this yes. game this game is referenced in MK11 multiple times between not only towers, but a full chapter devoted to it in the story mode, as well as it feature being featured in the back of the tournament stage, which was a DLC stage as a arcade cabinet to which never actually existed. But that would have been amazing. Really? There was a, they have not mistaken that. I think that one also had like a couple other cabinets that didn't actually exist. Like, I think they had the deadly Alliance in one on there too. And yeah, I would love it, dude, if I went to an arcade and saw MK11 or even MKX, like an arcade version. Like, I'm sure they exist, obviously. Like, I'm sure people have made them, but like, if if a legit arcade had them, I would say, you know. Oh, yeah. They'd be phenomenal. Even playing them on the fucking laptop now is bullshit. Imagine trying to mash the pad on the fucking joysticks and that. Oh, my God, dude. Crazy. You hell crazy. Right? That's true. Your block and run buttons and everything, especially with like, depending on which variant you're going with, if you're going with the new one versus or like, let's say even X with all the breakers and shit. Oh yeah, dude, it'd be a, that'd be a doozy. <laughs> it'd be totally fun though. <laughs> all right, buddy, I'm going to let you take this last one. Cause I know this is the, the sweetest little addition to uh behind the scenes oh, here. Yes. Oh yeah. This is the thing I love about, well, one of the things I love about the game the most too. And it's, this is the game that's the only time in the Mortal Kombat franchise that you hear Scorpion say, get the fuck over here, or as well as, get over here, bitch. And yes, he still does the classic get over here. This was fantastic, dude. The first time <laughs> I heard this shit when I, like, because I've only actually beat this game once. I've played it numerous times, but I never, like, to the full completion of it. But the one time I did beat it, 
I unlocked Scorpion Sub-Zero. <coughs> so this is like 2005. It's when the game came out, blah, blah, blah. And the first time I heard that, I feel like, dude, like you got those little kid jitters. You know what I mean? <laughs> I guess that's the best way to explain You're just like, oh, what? Get out. And then you're like, you just keep doing the spear to hear it again. You're like, wait, wait, wait. Did he really fucking say that? And... <laughs> I can understand why they would never put it in any main. I mean, I don't know why they couldn't. It's a fucking mature rated game. You know That's what right. I mean? Like the amount we're ripping apart people now and shit like that. You can't say the word fuck. Um, I don't know. I'm sure there's some bullshit like video game, like uh, crap for that. But yeah, I would have, I would have been being- in the fucking new movie. Hmm. Even though it's cool. Like you get, yeah, I, I would have been like, this is just me being a like a bit of a dick, but, but like in the trailer, I would have had to get all in the movie and be like, get the fuck over here. <laughs> See, I think, I don't know if it would have worked for that version of Scorpion because he was like super hardcore. Oh, yeah, uh, that's true. You know what I mean? Like, that's like, we're talking like he's Hanzo Hanzo. Yeah, he was like really um, proper. Like, he was pulled. Not like, but yeah, yeah, he was really with, yeah, grounded with what he um he was meant to be, right? You know, humble, he, he, humble. He was a, yeah, he was a Japanese man from the 1600s. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, yeah, I, if like they threw, if they threw, yeah, if they threw that out there, you know, I, I'm not saying I wouldn't accept it. I just feel like a lot of people would be like, mm, <laughs> I don't know about that. Maybe yeah. if they maybe if they just went with the get Good over call. your bitch. Good call. <laughs> get over here bitch you know what? it would it, sound it too much it... like um that freddy krueger rip off on rick and morty oh my god oh yeah yeah <laughs> what the fuck is get over thing? here bitch oh i can't even think of you know didn't he get, what the hell was on his hands wasn't it like sausages or some bullshit uh little swords oh okay yes 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 awesome <laughs> <laughs> Fuck it, hey, dude. All righty. You so can I run, think- but you can't hide, bitch. <laughs> so I think we are on our questions, buddy. So yes. the first time you played it, and what did you play it on? Um, was, yeah, back when I was in high school, um, I played it on the uh, PlayStation Two. Um, yeah, buddy. I. Yeah, I actually uh, rented this bad boy out. Um, I didn't. I didn't want to go out and buy it. Uh, it sort of jumped the gun. Um, but yeah, so I rented it out at the local milk bar, and um, you know, like I said earlier, very skeptical about it, uh, considering the previous game sucked major balls. Um, but uh, sorry, that was the last. That was the two before this, not the other previous games. Right, so right. I know. Yeah. I knew where you're going. The two last action games. Yeah, that's that's correct, and. Um, but yeah, I, as as I always, uh, sorry, as I also said earlier, I have to admit the opening scene was fucking incredible. I mean, all the characters fighting each other had me sold instantly. I mean, I think it was like a yeah, as you said, a fo- good four minute like introduction oh, yeah. to the game. I I, I wanted to have to I wanted to have it on here for us to watch together, dude. But like I said, I just for audio purposes. That, that, that's a huge long four minutes of just listening yeah. to people go, ha, and I'm like, I could do it. I don't know how much people yeah. would appreciate it. That's right, man. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> if you haven't checked it out, go to YouTube and somebody clean that shit up and put it in 4K and it is fucking, and yeah. I don't know, man. I mean, if you're an MK fan, I, I mean, if you're listening to this podcast, obviously you are. But if you haven't watched it or if you haven't watched it in a long time, go back and treat yourself a little bit, man. That shit gets you like right. It gives you like that is one of the best intros to all Mortal Kombat games. And I know I've said this like I love Deception's intro and I do. I'm not going to you know what I mean? Yes. Like that does, doesn't change. But this one was just like to me so unexpected. And I literally I think I watched it like three times when I first got it before I even started the fucking game, dude. Yeah. Like it was just like, oh, so good. They even give you the yell. They give you the yell from the fucking movie, which is even like, I feel like that's what really sets it off. You know what I mean? Absolutely. 
Yeah, no, it's fucking definitely balls to the wall. It's uh, it's fucking badass. I mean, like I said, it, it sold me instantly. I knew that we were in for a fucking good game like this. But yeah, um, yeah, I love it. I love this game. Um, and I found it very easy to play on a PlayStation 2. I mean, um, that well, I've always been a PlayStation 2 kind of kid. So, right. yeah, I, I, I felt playing with these characters was like really fucking easy to use and that um, – but yeah, other than that, yeah, what about you, mate? So I also have it on PS2. Um, never touched it on Xbox, but it did exist on Xbox. So, you know, for the people that had it, they were rocking the fucking Duke. Or maybe not the Duke. Maybe they had the second variation of that shit. <laughs> but uh, no, I got it when it first came out, man, opening day. I remember I rushed to fucking EB Games. It was at the time. Now it's GameStop. But... It might might have been even Electronic Boutique. It might not have been EB Games yet. We were, like, super fancy at that point. But, no, man, I I rushed to grab that shit, and it was literally, like, I – was I in college still? I don't even know if I was in college, dude. I think I was out of college at that point. So it was just one of those, like, I got out of work, grabbed that. I ignored my phone from any of my buddies and shit, dude, and I went right home and fucking just jammed that shit out, dude, for a solid few hours and – Instantly fell in love with it, man, from the get-go. I could not put it down. The fighting's fantastic in it, dude. Like, the story and lore is great. And if you love Liu Kang's fucking, whoa, you're going to hear that shit for, like, fucking 20 hours. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. So, leading to that, and obviously, we only have a roster of two, but who's your favorite monk, buddy? I'd go with uh, Kung Lao. I just yeah, we're like, and this reverts back to that um, the opening sequence when you see his hat come into play and start taking people out like Baraka and all that shit. Mm-hmm. I when when I saw when I saw him doing that, I'm like, you know, and I'm gonna fucking go with him instead of um, uh, Kung Lao. You know, just someone different. No, that's and that was another part of the that made the intro awesome is like obviously we're we're talking first tournament they tweaked it a little bit here because they introduced kung lao as like he was hidden but i mean it was great and they even did it with the voice you know what i mean like he could he's dressed as the fucking guard and just see the hat you're like wait a minute what comes back kung lao it's like oh oh shit dude like here we go (laughs) um and it, yeah, it was fucking fantastic. I'm going to have to go with uh, Liu Kang, dude. I mean, he's the main boy for me. I yeah. love Kung Lao. I love Kung Lao's aesthetic. I love his look. Yep. And I mean, dude, it, it's pretty much, I love them both. You know what I mean? I feel like the one I always pick most, though, is probably going to be Liu Kang. Yes. Like, obviously, okay, so when we're, I've we've just been playing this last week when the wife and I started up. I was like, I gave her first choice. She went right for Kung Lao because that's her boy, too. So yep. uh, that's why she was very sad in the new movie. Uh, I apologize if nobody see that. Spoilers. Ooh. <laughs> I feel it's good enough. Um, but, but yeah, no, yeah. Um, good choice, Jennifer. Good choice. Right? I mean, he's fantastic. He seems a little cocky in this one. Like, this is uh, compared to actually like his base story in MK2 and everything like that. He's definitely a little bit more arrogant in this game. And, uh, Actually, almost jealous of Liu Kang a little bit that he's the champion of the first one. Yeah, he he talks a lot about honor with his family and stuff like that. But, you know, it's got to give him a little bit more of a drive and like why he's doing what he's doing. And it adds more a little bit more of a a rivalry conflict in this. We get a little Ken Ryu kind of shit going on and. I mean, you don't um, want two characters officially the same in uh, that persona sense. Like, no, just two two very humble people. Yeah, you can't have two. Bit. You can't have two Superman. You know what I mean? That's why you got to have Superman and Batman. You got to have the conflicting. Yeah. Right. So let's see. Hardest or shittiest boss, buddy? Fucking. Um, Oh, what's his name? Shit, uh, Shao. Fuck, sorry. Uh, Shao Khan, isn't it? Shao Khan was a fucking bitch, dude. Like you make one little fucking mistake, and he will pull you up on it. He will fuck you up in a heartbeat. He was an absolute dog in this game. I fucking hated him. I'm gonna have to agree, and I'm just gonna add the layer of the fact that you fight fucking Kentaro. 
right beforehand. Yeah. Not obviously we're talking MK2. And I'm not saying like, dude, shout out to other bosses that are dicks. Cause like I'm even going with like the first one when first time when you fight like Katana and Jade and Melina. If you don't yes. fucking pay and especially solo, like Co-op's a little better, obviously, because you can have your partner fixate on the other person. But when you're fighting all three of them just to get fucking Katana lowered down, and then especially if you're, you know, oblivious and you don't realize you got to do the stage fatalities to each of the other people to help you continually, like, get through that. It's a fucking chore. Um, It's definitely not. It's not, like, overly, like, terrible to where it makes you put the controller down by any means. But you know what I mean? It's, it's going to make your hands sweat a little bit. Oh, yes. And very angry. But exactly. But yeah, dude, like you said, Shao Kahn, you fuck up on him, dude. You're you're screwed. Like he he's always been unrelenting, but they just made him like so fucking ridiculous in this. And I mean, (laughs) I feel like reptiles should have been like his was good, especially because with the giant snake and everything like that. But I didn't feel I feel like it was. I thought it was easier, I think. Then I, I guess I expected it to be just because of like what you were dealing with. Yeah. Like, I feel like they should yeah, almost save reptile. I mean, obviously you got to do Shang song like before the big boss man, but you know, yep. So that being said, favorite level or world in Shaolin monks, buddy. Well, you know me, as I've always said in the previous games, the fucking living forest, mate, you know, mm-hmm. such a huge fan of this level. And as I elaborated on earlier, to actually explore the fucking living forest uh, was cool in itself because, I mean, like what we're talking about, you got the face in the tree, you can actually stage fatality people, but it also had that smoke, you know, like that cool little Easter egg that we'd always seen in the previous games. Um, yeah, I, I just find that, you know, you, you, exploring that landscape was pretty dope. Um, yeah, and we finally get closure on that hidden re- hidden Easter egg of uh, Smoke and what he's doing behind the trees. In that right, sense. why is so, always yeah. peeking, peeking? I'm gonna have yeah. to agree there, brother. Uh, living floor, living forest was always an amazing level, uh, just in design yes. and stuff like that. And everybody always wanted that stage fatality of yo, dude, let let me feed it to the tree. Or let the tree eat. Yeah. And we and like you mentioned, we finally get that shit. And I like that we get different variations of trees as well. So it's not yeah. just the normal face trees, but then there's like trees that are actually more human-esque and they're just fucking swinging their arms. And sometimes you got to throw a motherfucker in that to distract them so you can run by that asshole. And <laughs> I mean, dude, like I liked yeah. all the levels in this game just because they're all nods to MK2 and Yep. It just feels like they, they really flushed them out to make them feel so much more than just a one shot level. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, but yep. with the living forest, I got to agree with that just because dude, from a horror lover's aspect, that's fucking like, that's a horror movie in itself. You know? Yes. <laughs> I mean, that's fucking a tree evil. chopping you to death. That's fucking not. Yeah. Yeah. Evil dead. Fuck. Yeah. It's Evil Dead fucking to the extreme, dude. Like, god damn, all the trees are going for it this time. So, absolutely. Good choice, brother. Good choice. So, favorite fatality, or I'm going to also let you say mortality. Well, um, yeah, I've got I've got two for this. Um, so the first one's obviously Kung Lao, how he saws his victim in half. Up through the dick. Fucker, I was going to say that too. (laughs) (laughs) But there's also, um, now, I I can hardly remember this, and I can't really remember if it was a stage fatality or what, but I remember playing, I I was Scorpion versus Scorpion, um, and there was this really cool thing um, where zombies try and pull well, zombies tried to pull Scorpion into the lava, but mm-hmm. then he spears his way out of the lava, and then my, uh, my Scorpion grabs one of the zombies, fly kicks that zombie into the Scorpion hanging up, then <laughs> knocks him back into the lava, and then as Scorpion fades down through the lava, he does the old Terminator thumb. Yeah. Now, I can't remember if that – I remember doing it a couple of times, and I was like, fuck, that's so cool, but – I can't remember if it was a stage fatality. I don't know that, dude. I haven't. You know what's sad is I haven't gotten back to that section yet, dude. I'm like, I'm yeah. right now, and I'm 
going to fight reptile but i do remember the thumbs up i want to say that might have just been a cinematic ending but i mean you i'm not going to say you can't call it i mean it's still a fatality ah i definitely have to agree with the ground saw for kung lao dude because that move right there is every time you watch it you're just like oh just start with the head first start with the head first like <laughs> nobody wants to get sawed through the fucking genitals <laughs> just to feel it before you go out is fucking next right you're, you're definitely feeling the genitals probably up to like belly button maybe even a scotch farther you know what i mean before you're legit like <laughs> done just <laughs> torture um so besides that i wouldn't have to say i like uh luke kang's mortality of just where he like fucking shoots out all the fireballs and they're just all going around in a giant circle dude like i know it's like one of his first ones that he gets but yep. i don't know i just like the like kung lao obviously he's got his whirlwind one that goes really big but like that's kind of his mm-hmm. no i don't know you know what i mean like the fact that luke kang's like 30 fireballs and yeah, just going in and yeah, but dude, the Kung, I'm gonna have to go with the Kung Lao, man. That is just something about that fucking kill always will just get me, dude, to this day. <laughs> just like, oh, fucking A. All right, buddy. So we are on our final question. We're not too bad. So we're at 51 minutes. So this is kind of going exactly how I expected it to. So final thoughts on MK Shaolin Monks, brother. Well, yeah. Um, what more else can I say about it that I haven't already said is, yeah, it's, it's really the game that we wanted after those previous shithouse games that we received. And it's it's actually, you know, it, it steps up as one of the better games easily in the franchise. I like, I, I really, I really like the, um, this uh, game, sorry. And um, yeah, it, like, I, as I keep saying, the fact that we get to, explore more of this uh world that we'd seen in mortal kombat 2 i just think it it was a really nice touch it was it was great to actually go back and explore that um well even though there's fuck all characters in the game like they make up for it with so many fatalities between it each of the characters that we get um yeah I, yeah like i said I, I really love this game i think it's a great game and yeah all right i mean like so if you guys have listened to our podcast before, obviously we're not like rating these games like we do on our other podcasts or anything like that. We it just there's no way I really could because we're only judging these on Mortal Kombat standards, not actual game standards. Um yeah. that being said, I think MK Shallow Monks is honestly a great game in itself on top of you know what I mean like the I, yeah dude great Mortal Kombat game but it's just a fun game in itself like even if you didn't really know anything about fucking Mortal Kombat and your buddy was like yo man you want to play a game with me absolutely dude let's play a co-op fucking action game and I really wish there was more like this dude like yeah if Warner Brothers would get off their ass and remaster this motherfucker I bet they would sell dude I bet it would oh, sell really well it's and I don't even know why they couldn't do this because they own everything on this. You know what I mean? Like there's no, it's not like the MK nine situation with Freddy Krueger or any bullshit like that, where it's like a rights issue. It's just do remaster it, remaster it, re-release it. You'll fucking sell it, dude. And you can put it on all systems, man. PC, PS, uh, PlayStation, Xbox, switch. It fucking do it, dude. I'd get, I'd buy it probably for a couple of my systems just for the fuck. <laughs> and add online nostalgia. Yep, and bring back you know make sure you can do it online co op as well, obviously. But this is uh, it was a perfect game, dude. It was, I mean, it fucked with some of the lore. So whether it was actually retconned because of this game or this, it was just made for this game as it is. You know what I mean? Like you can just take it as that. Yep. But it's it, it flushes out all the level like the, the evil monastery dude like i love that because that was one of my favorite levels in mk2 where you just see the floating priest there but now you actually like get to walk through that whole area and get to see it out like actually fully flushed out as a building yeah. and from the fatalities to that it, you get a lot of character interactions you know what i mean like we fuck around with cage at the wushi dude you know we gotta go look for sonia just like she was captured in mk2 her and kano um 
Did we talk about Ermac in this game? You know what? We did not. And I'm glad you brought that up. So you want to take that, buddy? Yeah, um, I was just going to quickly mention um, that level uh, where all the statues are. If you head down to, well, most of you probably already know this, um, but it was a pretty cool like little Easter egg in the game. Like if you head to the very last statue on your left-hand side and you try and cooperate with it uh, three times, it'll tur- it'll bust out and it'll turn into Ermac. And you get to fight Ermac. What was the? There was a prize or something. There was something that you get after beat. Was it? Was there something oh, that you get for beating him? Or what the fuck was it? You do. Oh my goodness! Yeah. I have brain fart on that one. You know what I liked about that though, and it was cool, is because like on the Warrior Shrine in MK1, they only had the one ninja statue. So obviously, as you know, yes, we all we are. I would say we as a as younglings. Always assumed that was Scorpion slash Sub Zero. Turns out it was yep. fucking Ermac the whole goddamn time. <laughs> what the fuck? But yeah, that, uh, yeah thank, you no, for, thank you for bringing that up. Yeah. No worries. Yeah, it was a nice little introduction to Ermac I found. Um, it was pretty pretty sweet. And yes, Joe Day, this is a Boston Bruins uh, sweatshirt. Oh, very nice, sir. Yes, but yeah, going back to final thoughts, man. It was great. You got amazing boss fights. You got the, you know. Like I said, lore got changed a little bit, but it makes sense for the game. Um, you know, you didn't kill Goro in the tournament. You killed him like he escaped. You kill him out more out in Outworld. And yeah. in in the aspect of like, okay, so it was always about having the tournament in Outworld for MK2, which they do. You can't, you have to get, I believe it's five tournament victories in order to finally progress towards the end or at least yes. get into that point. And so anytime you kill a main boss, whether it's like Melina and Jade or Reptile, you know, you'll get these five, you'll fill out this little like totem thing and then allow you to progress. So it is still kind of tournament based, but it's just in this tournament, we're actually, we're not just on one Island fighting. Like we're actually going through to get to our fights. And I don't know, man, it's, they did a great job with it. I would love for them to, tackle something like this again now granted the way nether realms working now with story modes and shit it's you know i mean they got their own thing going but i would love for them to i would love for them to try to take a step back and like do something like this again or like i said remaster it absolutely i'd be all over oh fuck yeah dude and keep mk2 on there keep mk2 that that would be my one request keep mk because European nations got fucked on that shit, dude, unfortunately. So when it dropped everywhere else, it was all good. But for some reason in Europe specifically, even though if you did the smoke missions and it said you unlocked it, it, it wasn't in the menus. Like they never added the code in there. And I'm like, that would fucking piss me off. There's no point to do with the smoke missions at that point anymore. You know what I mean? Like, fuck off. Uh, Here, do the smoke missions. You will be rewarded nothing, you idiot. Yeah, right. Thanks for wasting your time. See you later. (laughs) Thanks for Uh, the money too, you dickhead. Woo. Fuck yeah, dude. Other than that, man, final thoughts. Like I said, great game. And we just got a question. Does Sub-Zero like pudding? Hmm. Say yes, because who doesn't? This could be leading to a dad joke. Oh, fine. I don't. I don't know. It just. I might be completely. It might be going completely over my head on this one. (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Does he likes? Yeah, I've got no idea. I say he likes to kill people. He likes to be a dickhead. Think about his powers, though, how useful it would come to, like, eating anything that you're just like, oh, this is really warm. Perfect. Ah. <laughs> the phrase is, like, too much. Fuck. That's true. He could go full slushy mode on that. <laughs> but, nope. Last thing to say, if you haven't played Shallow Monks in a long time, go treat yourself if you got it still. If not, go to YouTube. They got gameplay videos on that. Watch that shit. Definitely go watch the fucking intro. That shit is money and a half. Uh, yeah. And you're just going to be like, I'm going to watch that again and again. So that wraps up that. So what are we doing next week, buddy? That's a very good question. Are we doing, was it in just? No. Nope. 
We're okay, so we're actually going to be doing the leading up to that. We're going to be covering MK versus DCU. Yes, fuck. So technically, in Mortal Kombat Eight, I know um, we skipped that when we were doing our main canonical storyline. Even though, yes, it is technically eight, I feel like it's still more of a spinoff than a actual like main storyline. Yeah. So, so join us next Friday for us to discuss that delicious number. I'm going to be playing that shit on the 360 a little bit this week. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I fucking loved it, dude. And it was the it was the end of an era. No, actually, it wasn't. Yes, it was. I believe that was the last Midway game. I think we'll you're be, right. I think that was the last one where they had the Midway title because Warner Brothers was still on it, but they bought yep. Midway. But that was the last Midway title. And I think, right, because that was the first one on 360. And then MK, when MK9 was released in 2011, that was officially Netherrealm. So, Netherrealm, yeah. Yep. Fuck yeah, dude. All righty. So, once again, join us next Saturday. I said Friday early tonight. Fucking hey. Join us next Saturday at nine <laughs> o'clock again. Don't mind my stupid ass. And uh, we're going to be here to discuss MK versus DCU. So I think that's yeah. about it, buddy. So without further night. Yeah. So we're going to close this bitch up. I am uh, your fluff master supreme, Mr. Big Johnny D saying sayonara suckers. This is your doppelganger Kanga Banger all the way from motherfucking down under saying I'll catch you next week, my mateys. Yeah. <laughs>